Podcast. I'm Jared Shaffit with Artemis Brower. We're here for week two, episode two of the Boneyard Podcast. And uh, <laughs> Artie, I don't think this was the best time to start a sports podcast. Yeah, probably not the not the best time. Uh, elephant in the room. You yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't been living under a rock for the last you know month and a half, then you already know that pretty much all sports, everything is basically canceled. If you haven't mm-hmm. bought your toilet paper, if you haven't bought your hand sanitizer, you're, you're just... Uh, you might be shit out of luck at this I, point. I, I was about to say, you're shit out of luck, <laughs> so hopefully you already have some toilet paper. But yeah, I mean, Artie, we started this podcast mm-hmm. to talk about ECU athletics. Right. Yeah, we started it when when athletics were kind of on a slower slower point, so that way we could... We could kind of build into the season, we, but... We didn't know when we were starting this thing that it was just going to be... A week of right. sports, and then we're done. And then that's it. I mean, literally the entire sports world, not just ECU, the entire sports world has been put on hold yeah. for at least two weeks. Yeah, like... I don't, Probably I, more, so... Uh, you and I were talking about it earlier. I was I was saying this would be a perfect time to bring back ESPN The Ocho and mm-hmm. show, show some marble racing or <laughs> some dodgeball or some weird shit like that, but like... Which I told you, I'd, I'd be all for the dodgeball. Yeah, all for that. Yeah, like... This is this is the worst time to be a sports fan. I mean, it's 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 rough right now to to be a sports fan and not to know what what to watch. I've I've watched the Office reruns too many times already. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is what day four, day five yeah. without sports, and I, I got to be honest with you, I'm starting to lose my mind. I, yeah. you know what what are, what are we talking? Like, about? I should be sitting on my couch right now watching a you know college basketball game or. ECU, you know, baseball game or XFL, something. Yeah, <laughs> even the X the XFL canceled the rest of their season. Yeah, like what? There's no NCAA tournament. There's no. NCAA. They're not even going to bring it back. Like that is the biggest. That honestly, the NCAA tournament, other than the Super Bowl and the college football playoff, that is probably the biggest sporting event in the country. Of, in the country, March Madness is absolutely bananas every single year, and the fact that we're just not going to have it, they're not going to postpone it, that we're just not having it. Yeah, like at all. So no NIT, no NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I doubt we have a CIT tournament. No, that's not happening. Yeah, there's nothing going on for the next. I mean, until football season, really, they've canceled everything. My heart really goes out to the kids, though, the seniors. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I mean these 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 guys and girls have have worked their butts off. I mean, to get to this point, to not have the opportunity to be able to go out and showcase their talents one last time for all the marbles. I mean, I, that's who I think about in this situation, really. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel for the I feel for the kids, especially the basketball players. I mean, luckily, we don't we don't have any any seniors that are on, on the men's basketball team that are like getting to that point to where they can't play anymore. And mm-hmm. they, this is their last shot at it. Yeah. Um everybody's going to be back next year. But, like, thinking about it from a baseball perspective, I mean, this is the one thing that I don't think anybody's really talking about Mm -hmm. with baseball. Yeah, they're talking about giving student athletes, spring student athletes, a year of eligibility back. But 
at that point, I mean, these guys, you think about it. You're 22 years old. You're a baseball player, mm-hmm. right? You're you're a senior. You're about to graduate. It comes time for you. Maybe you're maybe you're a guy. You're about to go in the top five rounds in the draft. I mean, you think about it. Yeah, those guys usually those guys have a harder shot of hitting it, like making the MLB. But but still, this is their time to showcase, right? Their but, talent and now it's getting delayed. I mean, the the, the season will be back baseball wise. But but my thing is, well, they've already canceled the NCAA tournament for baseball. That's in June. They've already canceled the June men's and women's NCAA tournaments for baseball and softball. Wow. Already. We're, right now, we are in the midway. We're midway through March. Today is March 15th. Mm-hmm. Depending on when you're listening to this. We, I mean, it, they canceled something for three months three down months the road. Three months out. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I, I feel like I'm living in a movie right now. That's exactly what it feels like. Like you walk outside, like you you expect to see this on your couch, just watching it, and now we're actually living it day by day. You know, yeah, it's. I mean, they canceled things that are so far out, and that that's my probably my everybody always has gripes with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. That's probably my biggest gripe right now with the NCAA is is that they didn't give it a shot. I mean, yeah, cancel cancel a month of the season. That's cool. But so you feel they did too much. You you think they, that they went, just scrapping the entire season was a little too much. They should have just waited it out, just delayed it, postponed it, put it on pause. I mean, but eventually, you're, if you listen to the scientists, the scientists are saying that when as the weather starts to warm up, mm-hmm. this thing's going to go away. This, I mean, the the thing about COVID nineteen, the coronavirus, right? right? The thing about the coronavirus is it's it is a Stronger strand of a common cold. It's, but see, they said it's not a cold or a flu. It's it's completely different than the flu or the cold. It's its own entity. And we don't know when we're going to get it under control. We don't know when, you know. But we don't, we don't really have the spread of this virus at, but on tap at, yet. As so, it warms up with any virus, the transmission is likely to go down. Right. So why not why not cancel baseball or you postpone baseball until mid-April, right? Mm-hmm. You don't scrap the baseball season. I mean, yeah, we're a month in. You don't scrap the whole season. You take a month off, come back, you don't play any more out of conference games other than your midweek games. And then you go straight into conference games. That way you have enough time or almost enough time to get a full conference schedule in. So that way come end of May, which is when the conference tournaments are, mm-hmm. you you have enough time to get those games in and get a field for the NCAA baseball tournament. Right. Right. I mean, this is, I mean, it's unheard of. And I, we're, we're in uncharted territory. I get what you're saying, but I also feel that the NCAA was kind of put in a no-win situation, right? I mean, you see all these other sports entities around them completely shut down. The NBA just just was like, no, we're done. For 30 at least, days. At least for 30 days. Right. And, and that's so, what I'm saying for the NCAA. And then everybody else around them was like, okay, we got to shut down too. And the NCAA really didn't know 
they wanted like with with the basketball tournament, they wanted to to hold it. They wanted to have a sixteen team tournament at at one point. They were thinking about doing that, but they didn't. They're not scientists. They're not doctors. They weren't educated on this virus, and so I think they made the right decision by just scrapping everything. Yeah. Um, but I completely understand what you're saying. We might be panicking just a little bit. I, I think the seasons could have been salvaged, but then again, we didn't know. So, right. and we still don't know. The, my, my only thing, my only problem is they didn't give it a shot. Just, I mean, wait it out. That's what, that's what the NBA, that's what the NHL is doing right now. Mm-hmm. They're saying, okay, we're going to come back. We're going to try to come back in, I don't know, two months, a month. And say, okay, yeah, let, let's try this thing again, right? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge hockey fan, mm-hmm. and I haven't been paying as much attention with the NBA. But I mean, you got to think, both both leagues, they're kind of on the same schedule. They're, right now. they're they're on the same schedule. I mean, you think about it, you have so many teams that play in the same buildings as an NHL team, mm-hmm. NBA team. I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So I mean, you you think about it as, I mean. There, there's a guy. There's two guys from the Carolina Hurricanes who are now in self quarantine for the next 14 days. One of them is the Hurricanes play by play announcer John Forslund. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the sportscaster of the year or sports broadcaster of the year last year mm-hmm. in the state of North Carolina. Um, he's won that award a couple times. But this guy, two, less than two days after Rudy Gobert stayed in this hotel room. In Detroit, play-by-play announcer John Forslund stayed in the same exact hotel room, mm. and so now he's in self-quarantine. Right. So, I mean, they these two leagues, they're intertwined, so they're going to be on the same schedule. They are. They're, whether they come back or not, when one comes back, the other one will probably come back. Right. But the, they're not going to do it. They're, they're going to do it jointly. They're not going to do it separately. And it's a lot easier for the, for pro leagues to, to come back than it is college because, in a, you know, in the NBA and the NHL, you can shorten the season. You can, you know, make it longer if you need to. You can have a shortened playoff, you know, because in the NBA you have a best of seven series. They can always, you know, take it down to a best of five, a best of three, you know, to be able to accommodate. But in college, you know, March Madness is kind of – that's it. You know, if you don't have it in March – you, they don't want to compete with the NBA. They don't want to have to, you know, have a tournament right alongside the NBA Finals competing with them or the NBA playoffs. So it's kind of harder when you have kids who aren't getting paid, one, and you have kids on a college schedule. You know, semester's going to be ending soon. You can't really have stuff in the summer. So, I mean, it's a lot easier for these pro leagues to be able to well, yeah, but bring I mean, back a season than it would be for, for colleges. I mean, colleges usually let out the first week of May. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, you, you look at it, baseball. I mean, baseball goes into mid-June, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is it, – it, it's un, it's unheard of what, what we're doing mm-hmm. right now. And the fact that they just said, yep, we're scrapping it all, these baseball players were already prepared to be in Greenville. In, I mean, they're, they're, they're all the way in – season shape. I mean, they're, they're ready for a full regular season. And yeah. now it's just, it's gone. So it's completely gone. And that, that, I mean, to me, that that's, that's really sad, but I mean, on the bright side, hopefully we're going to see that. I mean, hopefully we'll see that we'll have these guys back next year. Mm-hmm. 
um, depending on what the NCAA says about eligibility. But think about it. These guys are 22 years old. It's time for them to go to the draft. Mm-hmm. Think about it. They could go to the draft and start making money, right? To do the thing that they love. Right. They're doing it for free now. When I and when I say free, I mean they're doing it for a scholarship, but they're doing it for they're free. doing it for free. They're amateurs. They're, they're amateurs. They're, they're not, not making They're a not check. professionals, right? Right. They may get a little stipend here and there, but mm-hmm. like that's it. So they go. They could go to the draft and run their chances of not having a full season before going to the draft, risking their draft their draft stock to fall, mm-hmm. or they can come back and play another year. For no more money, miss out on the. I mean, they're going to only make thirty to forty thousand in the minors, but they're going to miss out on that money. Well, I think most of these kids would like to come back for another year. I, I, I do too. The ones that the ones that are looking at a the ones that are looking at a national championship run, mm-hmm. they want to come back, mm-hmm. right? But the ones that are like, I don't know. I mean, I can I can go and I can start making my money and I can start becoming a professional, rising up the ranks. I'll get to the I'll get to the MLB mm-hmm. a year earlier than if I wait. And I mean, I can I can start making I can start bankrolling some of this money right 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 now. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that you got to think of it that way. I mean, to me, it's just like wow. What what do you do? What. I mean, and and if you're one of those athletes that's like right on the cusp, you know, you know, one of those guys or girls that was going to use this season to kind of, you know, like you said, get their draft stock higher, I think it would be more beneficial for them to come back for another season. You know, instead of just saying, you know what, the season's scrapped, let me just go ahead and take my chances and go and go to the draft early. Let me let me see if I can go to the minors real quick and see what I can do. I think it would be more beneficial for them just to come back and increase their draft stock next season but, or next year. But then again, you, you also, when you come back, you run the risk of getting injured next year and not, that's true. And not having that. But that's just sports in general. Injury. Injuries but, always, injuries always, you but, can't be afraid of injury. Injury I, is always present. But that, that's what I'm saying is you've, you've got, this is a major risk that these college athletes have to take. Right. Oh now. yeah. Yeah. I'm they, not saying they, it's an easy decision. The, the, this would, this is going to be one of the hardest life decisions mm-hmm. that some of these spring athletes make. Mm-hmm. Do I come back? Do I take that extra year of eligibility? Not going to make some money. And do I come back, risk injury, and risk my dream of making it to the professional level? Right. What I mean, what what would you do? I feel like I would come back. See, I, I because don't know because if I would. the 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 passion in me would want like especially if I was a senior, I, I just I would I would want that last season. I would have to be. I I, I couldn't just end it. You know, three, four games into the season, oh, you know, we had this COVID-19 and, you know, things happened. But I just I, – I could not leave my college career on that note. You know, it, it would just be a sour note. I, I would never forgive myself if I never really, you know, got to got to end it on the field. You know, it was, it was outside circumstances that ended my college career. It wasn't me just winning or losing on the field. So I would come back. Yeah. But that's my personal – my personal decision, and it's it's a hard decision. It, I mean, because you got you got instant money. You know, you can you can go to the to the draft early, and and the money's right there. Or you know, you come back another season. Maybe injury happens. Maybe your draft stock decreases. Maybe you get worse. Maybe you get better. Who knows? But me personally, 
my, my thing, I would hate for my college career to end off of something like this. My my thing is right now, think about it. The way the NCAA works and operates, mm-hmm. they don't allow these guys to have an agent. An agent is supposed to be somebody that's there to look out for the best interest for that player. Right. Right? So they can't even have an, an agent to do this, to help them make this decision. It's a decision. It's between them their family, and their families. The, them, the family, and the coach. Yeah. And so, I mean, and then you look at it. You got some stud come. Say you got some stud uh, shortstop coming in next year, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I'm not thinking of any any particular class or position, but say you have a sh- stud shortstop that comes in next year and could really help this team. I mean, that's something that these seniors are going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. But think about it from the from the freshman standpoint. This is gonna this is gonna affect the MLB draft. It's going to affect sports in general for years to come. Just this one instance, right? Because there's going to be there's going to be less players coming into the minors this year, so it might actually give some of these guys that are in low A ball mm-hmm. a chance to rise through the ranks and make something of themselves. They, they might have a better chance of getting scouted and moving up or getting traded into a better organization for mm-hmm. their for their skill set or their talent. Right. For their level of play right then. So, I mean, these are things that it it's going to shake at least in MLB. That's the one that I'm seeing as seeing more of because I mean, you, they haven't had a full season. Right. These I mean, you got a lot of players that are getting drafted out of college now. So, these guys, I mean, they haven't had a full season. They're gonna, they're not gonna be scouted as as much. They're not gonna get drafted as high. And we haven't even talked about the monetary impact of this. No. We haven't even talked about the money yet. Nope. I mean, can you imagine if ECU would have gone on a run? Yeah. Would have went to Omaha. Would have went to 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 the super regionals. The the money that the university would have made from that just off of one run that we're not gonna get this season. I mean, the the financial impact not just for our university, but for every university across the country is astronomical. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to have a long term effect um, on the athletes, on the schools, um, on recruiting. Um, It's, it, it, it hurts. It definitely hurts. And it's a tough decision for these athletes. Like you said, I mean, do you, do you, do you stay? Because, you know, NCAA is going to grant you another season of eligibility or do you go? Yeah, I mean, personally, I think I'm going. Personally, I mean, you'd look at it. I mean, as much as I love, as much as I love ECU and as much as I am a competitive person, Mm -hmm. I think for mine and my family's sake, because I'm still going to have a four-year degree Mm -hmm. if I'm a senior and I'm leaving. I'm still going to have my four-year degree. I'm going to finish my school. I'm going to take this time train mm-hmm. get in front of some some of these scouts eyes uh and and take myself to the next level i mean right now ecu i mean ecu is 13 and 4 on the season in baseball when the season was abruptly cut to a, cut to an end We're a nationally ranked team i mean a very good ranked baseball program 19th in the country 19th and honestly, we should have won that last game against 
UNCW. They yeah. they beat us on a walk off home run, but ECU was in prime position to take a run to make a run exactly. And I, I said last week on the podcast, the goal for ECU baseball is Omaha each and every year. Mm-hmm. It's no, it, it doesn't matter. And I mean, do I think that this was the year to do it? I think that ECU had a good enough team to do it, but I don't, I don't know if it was the year where the, the guys are still fairly young. But, but the thing is, we, we won't we won't we'll, get that opportunity. We'll, we'll we never won't know. know. So it's That's good, the whole it's point. We won't know. Everything that I said on the podcast last week about it's time to take the number right. <laughs> the number 23 to, <laughs> to, to Omaha and retire that thing, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to have to wait another year. Now, you're talking about potentially a team that could have put EC on the map. I mean, they make a run. Who knows how far they go? And now we have to wait another year to see if to see if that can happen. And we're going to lose guys. We're going to lose we're key gonna, guys gonna, that would have helped us on this run, right? And exactly. so now you might be talking about a rebuild. You know, well, I don't, Coach Cliff Godwin. He he recruits well. I'm he, not I'm not worried. I mean, I'm not worried about you, Coach you Godwin. ECU ECU's a top five, top ten recruiting class every year mm-hmm. in baseball. They're bringing in guys that I mean have offers all over the place. Baseball. That's the thing I love about baseball. Baseball, the parity in baseball is so much greater than in college football or college basketball. I would agree with that. I There's mean, great parity in college college baseball. I mean, baseball is baseball is a sport of luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that baseball more more so than any other college sport is a sport of luck. You're you gotta. Think about it. You got to hit a round ball with a round bat, and you've got to hit it square. That those things don't add up. And Cliff Godwin has found a way to build and construct a team that is going to be good for years to come. Yeah, and I have no doubt and, about that. And Cliff Godwin, he knows what it takes to win. We talked about this last week. Cliff Godwin, Joe Dooley, Mike Houston—they all know how to win. They know what it takes to win. They've just got to develop that talent. And the talent's already there for ECU baseball. Right. We can't say the, the same. And, and I have no doubt that, that Coach Godwin will be back next year with a, with a stronger, better club, will be just as good, if not better. I just feel we, bad for this group yeah, we, that I mean, won't get the opportunity to showcase their skills. We, we, we've got a younger team this year. And uh, I, who knows? It might, it, might, it might be good for the team, but they can't practice. They can't get together, they mm-hmm. can't form those bonds mm-hmm. that those teams in the past have had. Exactly. And Things that you need to be able to make, make a special run. And that's the thing that, I mean, I think has made ECU special over the years is ECU baseball is, I mean, it's a very tight-knit group. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys, I mean, they they fight for each other tooth, tooth and nail every week. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the – that that's the one program that I mean, I'm never worried about. I'm not worried about ECU baseball. Yeah, we'll we'll have a bad season here and there, but ECU baseball is a perennial top ten, top fifteen caliber program. Right. I mean, last year the the run that they had, they they should have been a top eight seed in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And if they were, if if the if the seeding wasn't as biased as it usually is in, mm-hmm. in college sports, I'm not going to get back on my ACC or my SEC or my Power 5 soapbox, but, right. I mean, 
we were a top five RPI school, our RPI program last year. So top five strength of schedule in the country. Mm-hmm. Had over 40 wins. And we're not a top eight seed. We're not a top eight seed. How That doesn't make sense to me. So we win our we win our regional hosted at Clark LeClaire Stadium, and then have to go on the road to Louisville, to Louisville, right? Same thing happened a couple years ago when we went on the road to Texas Tech. I mean, we should that year we should have hosted a regional. We were good enough. We were, I mean we were a good team. We just don't get the respect that East, I mean that I believe ECU deserves, and. And and that's because we haven't been put on the map yet. You know, we've got to be able to get to one of these super regionals and beat one of those perennial powerhouses in college baseball. Because I mean that that's how, that's how you get the respect. Well, we did, and I agree with you. Um, but you know that's 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 how ECU kind of gets put on the map. You know, going going into somebody's house, going into a Louisville, going into a Texas Tech, going into a Vanderbilt. And and beating them in their in their building, I mean, you you think about it. You got you got baseball writers like Teddy Cahill from D One Baseball. Mm-hmm. I listen to y'all's podcast, Teddy. Uh, I'll keep up with y'all's stuff. <laughs> you mean to tell me that Elliot Avent at NC State, who is too chicken shit to play ECU baseball? Oh, it's gonna rain! It's gonna rain, man! It it wasn't even there wasn't a cloud in the sky that. Well, day. let's be honest about NC State; they're always nervous to play us. So, in any sport, Elliot Avent says, "Oh yeah, last year in the regional says, yeah, we're gonna schedule ECU. We're we're gonna get it back on the schedule. It's something we need to do. Guess what? Cliff Godwin tried. Elliot Avent is a is a baby back bitch, <laughs> so he, he won't do it." He won't schedule us because he knows what's going to happen. You know what? We talked about last week. UNC Charlotte. UNC Charlotte. We beat them. 33, or we outscored them 33-10 to over a three-game series sweep Mm -hmm. last weekend in Charlotte. Charlotte then goes up to Raleigh and beats the little puppies in Raleigh at Wake Tech Community College East, and I can only hope we have NC State fans listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, I, we I do know <laughs> that we do have a Chapel Hill alumni that that followed our podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Catherine, um, following our podcast earlier today and, and shooting us a message and telling us that, that she's going to follow <laughs> us. Um, but yeah, Elliot Avon won't play us, so. That shows you. We've been put on the map. They know. Oh, locally, they know exactly who we are. They know who we are. Yeah. I mean, we. you look at. Whether it's Carolina, whether it's State, whether it's Duke. They they know exactly who we are. the last couple years. Last year, we took a trip out to UCLA. Played them over spring break. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got swept, but they were the number one team in the country. Right. This year, we played Ole Miss. Last year, we played Ole Miss. Two years ago, we went up to Washington, University of Washington, up in Seattle. And played them. I believe we took two games out of that series. Mm-hmm. I mean, these we play UVA almost. Every, we try to play them almost every year. We play the UNCs. We play the Dukes. We play the NC States. We play these top ten caliber teams, and we go out there and we whoop their ass. 
We just got to make it count come playoff time. That's all. Yeah, we. I mean, and that's the that's the thing we haven't been able to get over the hump. I mm-hmm. mean, I hate to bring it up. We just, yeah, exactly. We, I mean, we 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 play quality competition. We beat quality competition every single. That's why we're ranked every single year. Yeah, I mean, that's why we get great recruits every single year. You, it's just getting over that hump. You, you think about it though. I mean, we were ninety feet away from Omaha. Mm-hmm. Ninety feet away from Omaha when we played Texas Tech in the Super Regional. Think about the game changer that is mm-hmm. making it to Omaha. I believe that was. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that was the year Coastal Carolina went on to win the national championship. Think about that. Coastal Carolina, out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, has a national championship in baseball. Yep. And we don't. Could have very easily been us. Could have very easily been us. Should have been us. Two schools are about two and a half, three hours away from each other. So, So yeah, I, I just feel for the guys, though. Going back, going back to the coronavirus thing, I mean, this uh, – any year, it could it could happen for us any year. Mm-hmm. And when it does, it's going to be a great thing. And I wish – I wish last year was the year, but every year I say the same thing. I wish, <laughs> I wish, I wish this last year was the year. Because once we do it, we're going to – once we break through that ceiling, we're, we'll, be, we'll be perfectly fine. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be in there. We'll be a perennial – Omaha team. But switching gears a little bit, because baseball has been scrapped. The season the season scrapped. Yep. But football has not been scrapped yet. Yeah, it's not. And the sad thing is this it's March. It's it's time for spring training. It's time for the spring game. This is really when you develop your football team for the fall. It's between March, April, May, June. That's when the team comes together. That's when they mesh. But they don't have that right now. So it's like, what? what is the football team? I've, I've been thinking about that because the season hasn't been scrapped. But they can't really – they, they, they can't, can't practice. practice. They can't train. They can't – I mean, they, they can't watch film together. They, I mean, they, they really can't do anything right now. And so it's like, wow. And this is for, you know, every football program around the country. So it's like, wow, what are, what are they doing right now to kind of get ready for the season? And is, is it going to hinder – Certain schools or certain schools going to be, you know, are, are we going to have a, a season where you see a bunch of upsets or you see a bunch of schools come out of nowhere? How is how, how is this, you know, COVID-19 affecting the upcoming football season? Because football is really the only thing that has not been scrapped yet. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about it. I'm, I'm trying to think of when the date is for the Because spring all game. spring games have been canceled. Yeah, I mean. And as of right now, they're not practicing. Man, I, I don't. And this is the, t- I mean, this is the period where you, de- all your freshmen coming in, you know, the re- new recruits you had coming in, this is when you really develop them and really kind of see where your team is at. You know, who's going to be a starter, who's going to be a second stringer, who's going to be this, who's going to be that, who am I going to move around? They can't do any of that right now. So. Yeah, I, I don't know what we do. Yeah. And I, I hate that, that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've got 160 plus programs around the country that don't know what to do. I mean, there's no organized practices at all for at least a month, which, you know, that's, that's going to, in my opinion, would probably push the season back a month because they're going to need ample time to get ready for a full football season. You know, and I feel bad for Coach Houston, who's in year two. You know, he's trying to, you know, build a program and build a culture, and now that's being put on hold. 
you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I hate that. I was looking forward to going down and recording a podcast mm-hmm. during the spring game, but which would have been a lot of fun. But I mean, we, we're not going to do that right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that, I mean, I've gone to several spring games in the past. Yeah. They're not the most fun. They're not the most exciting thing to happen, but you start to get that sense. You start to see things that are going to happen right. in the future. It, 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 it just helps see. you get ready for the season. It's like, okay, we're, we're, we're almost here. Yeah. I mean, you know, at that point, you know, okay, you're ready. You're this guy, these guys are going to be ready come, come August, mm-hmm. come September. And, it's it's so unfortunate that we're we're not going to have that this year, um, for at least for the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, these guys are gonna. I, I know that they're gonna figure it out, and you got to think about everybody's in the same boat. So you can't say that we're all right. Nobody's getting an advantage here. Yeah. Nobody's getting Nobody's an advantage. Getting an advantage. We're, yeah. we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a terrible time for this to happen, but, hey, it, it, it happened, man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what what would you say, looking forward, How uh, what would you put on the timeline, or how would you expect the season to progress, you played football. In, you played football in high school. Yeah. You know the timeline for all the training and everything like that. Can you maybe give us a insight into what to expect in the summer? I mean, I, you know, with everything being put on hold, I, in my personal opinion, I think it'd be probably pushed back a month. I don't think they're going to scrap the season. I, I still think we'll have the season. Um, but you know, like I said, you know, March is really the time where you, you start to, you get in shape March, March, April, and May is when you get in football shape. And so, um, your two a days, your film, your, you know, being with your teammates is really the, the, you know, the big part of March, April, and May. It's just being together with the guys, getting better together, um, getting in shape together, um, and building that, you know, camaraderie. That's that's the whole point. And now they don't have that right now. Um, hopefully, by April fifteenth, April twentieth, you know, we'll get the ground rolling or we'll get the ball rolling, um, and they'll be able to get together and practice and 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 do what they need to do. Um, but I really don't think it's going to hinder the season. I, I just think it, it'll get pushed back. So instead of having we win is week zero this year. Week zero is August twenty eighth. There's two games. It's mm-hmm. us and Marshall, and I want to say it was Navy Notre Dame. So I I I really feel everything's just going to get pushed back a month. Instead of August twenty eighth, you'll have a September twenty eighth, week zero, and then you know instead of a national championship being in, when is it uh, January 9th or tenth? I think it is. Um, it might get pushed back to a week or two before the Super Bowl, or maybe the Super Bowl will get pushed back. You know. Who knows? But it's it's really difficult. It's, it's it's honestly really difficult to 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 timeline it because, like I said, this is really the the time when you're supposed to be together. And obviously, with COVID nineteen going around, they they cannot be together. They can't build any relationships. You know, they can't you know practice. They can practice on their own. I'm reading the statement from uh, the AD John Gilbert. 
you know, athletes can only practice on their own, but no organized practices or film sessions can be had at this time. So um, it, it sucks for the kids. It sucks for the coaches. I know they're eager to get out there. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's going to hinder the season. I, I, I really don't. And hopefully we'll, we'll, we get this thing under control because the most important thing is really getting this virus under control. Um, so that we can actually get back to normal lives, we can get back to sports, we can get back to actually having some topics to talk about. Um, and so hopefully, you know, within the next two to three weeks, we really get this thing under control so that we can get back to a normal schedule. Um, but, I mean, timelining this thing out, as far as football goes, I, I honestly have no idea. I really don't. Yeah, and I, I'm just so ready for us to be back. I mean, it's I've been, I've been looking forward to it. The last couple of years, I've said, okay, maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year. Kind of saying the same thing that we say with baseball every year. Yeah. I mean, it, it's – I've always heard, okay, yeah, you're an ECU fan. That's going to be your life motto. Yeah, maybe this year or maybe next year. Right. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm tired of having that motto. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready for it to happen. And I'm ready to get back in there and get in the trenches and, and see – what, what our team, what our boys can do. Absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on on the Pirates this year, especially Coach Houston, uh, the the coaching staff at ECU, uh, Big John, the strength and conditioning coach. They're gonna have these boys right. They've got them ready. Yes. I mean, I'm sure that there's dietitians telling. Uh, I'm sure that the dietitians are able to kind of. Give these guys some some pointers on what mm. to be doing. What yeah, to and these, these these guys know what to do. I mean, they're, they're they're in solitude right now, but they know exactly what to do. They they know what to eat. They know they still need to need to practice uh, on their own. They're they're definitely still in contact with coaches, um, and coaches are letting them know what they need to do. Probably sending them film. Um, so you know, I'm I'm not worried that you know these guys are just gonna come back and just not be ready at all. Um, but uh, very confident. And, 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 and Coach Houston and his staff. And I agree with you. I, I would not sleep on ECU football this upcoming season. I think we're fourth in the AAC recruiting class. Yeah, we we got a top four recruiting class in, in the American Athletic Conference. Which I think has steadily grown every year. Yeah, I mean, going back to my conversation last week about, about recruiting and about um, our head coaches, I mean – I mean, we we had some head coaches that couldn't recruit in the past. I won't name names. <laughs> they may or may not have had me blocked on on social media, but it, now we've got a coach that can recruit and can win these recruiting battles with with some of these big name schools. Um, I'm trying to pull it up here on twenty four seven sports. Um, that that's the that's the site that I use for. Mm-hmm. My rankings. I, I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think that ESPN and twenty four seven, and you got rivals. You got all of them, mm-hmm. but I always think that twenty four seven sports. Yeah, you know, between rivals and twenty four seven sports, those are my two go tos. Um, and I and I, you know, I know that everyone is ready and eager for ECU to be put back on the the national landscape as far as football. But the most important thing I think for our program is competing in the American. We compete in a very good football conference, in my opinion. Um, you know, you've got Cincinnati, you've got Memphis, 
You've got UCF. Uh, you've got SMU on the rise. Um, we've got a lot of good football teams in our conference. So the most important thing for ECU is winning the American. I mean, I, I think if we can win the American Conference, then, you know, we take the steps forward to be, being able to compete once again on a national stage. Um, I know because when we were in school, you know, being ranked in the top 25 was kind of a normal thing. We were, we were kind of used to that. We were used to – At least our first two years. Yeah, yeah, at least our first two years. We were used to playing a Carolina and beating the brakes off of Carolina, playing NC State, beating the brakes off of NC State, beat Virginia Tech twice in my college career. Um so I, I, I know fans are wanting to get back to that. Um, but to me, the most important thing is winning the American. We play in a very, very solid football conference, and we have to be able to compete in our conference first. Um, I mean, looking at, looking at 24-7 and, and their class rankings, um, we, have, we have the second most commits in the conference. And, the, I mean, yeah – Granted, they're all three stars or lower, but we've got 27 commits. Um, I mean, I'm really excited about Mason Garcia and Rajai Harris getting in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're gonna really, uh, I think they're really gonna make a difference on the offensive side of the ball um, when the, when their time comes. I mean, I see, I see Mason Garcia. I see him eventually. He's probably gonna redshirt. Absolutely, and I, I can maybe even see Rajai Richard and getting him another year to get kind of get bigger. I mean, dude, the dude's five ten, two hundred five pounds. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a growth spurt and can can grow just a little bit, add a little more weight. That way, he can be able to get that north south game going and really absolutely just power over some of these guys. And we're gonna have a he's uh, got he's got the athleticism. I've seen some of his some of his video. Dude's got the athleticism. So, I mean, it, it's it's insane to see some of the talent coming in. And not this season, but probably next. We're going to have a little bit of a quarterback duel. I mean, I don't think Holton's going to be coming out after this season. So, you have Mason Garcia, who's a four-star, coming out of Myrtle Beach. Seen some of his some of his film. He's he's very, very good. Do you think he might be knocking on the door competing with Holton? Not this year, but next season. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if they do that to Holton. His senior year, right? Uh, Especially, I, but then Holton Holton also has to perform well this season. Yeah, you know, it, it, it kind of all depends on how he performs this this season. I mean, he's the hometown kid, so. I, but I don't see, I don't see Holton Aylers having a problem. I mean, he he started out slow last year, mm-hmm. but then he finished off the season. He finished very strong. Off very strong, he did. He finally figured out how to be a college quarterback. Exactly right, and. This is the time that you see these generational quarterbacks kind of come together. Mm-hmm. Is in the end of their sophomore year. Uh, you, yeah, you have some of the guys that are great their freshman year, but then you have these guys that halfway through their sophomore year they start to get their. You can see get, almost you can get see their sea legs yeah. under them, mm-hmm. and that light turns on. And, and exactly, and, and I, I saw that light turn on in in Holton. Um, probably, I would say probably that game against Cincinnati mm-hmm. the most. I mean, that that game, he took control, right? And we almost we almost messed around and beat Cincinnati. Right. And then we almost turned around and almost beat SME the next week. Yeah. Like, these were two games that we should not have been in at all. I think we were a 21-point underdog in both games. 
and I was very I was very happy to to see not just Houghton but the entire team was competing. Those those first few weeks, you know, we there's no drive, there's no competing. There was no yeah, there was no drive, there was no determination, there was no will to win. Those last three, four, five weeks of the season, there was a will to win. Like they really bought in, in my opinion, to what Houston was selling. And they and 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 you could kind of see everyone's light come on. That's why I'm excited for this season, you know, because and, and going back, to I the, think that everyone is finally buying in. Right, and going back to the recruiting standpoint, this is, I mean, this is Houston's really, this is his first class, mm-hmm. right? And everything that I've seen, I've seen a bunch of recruits that are like bought in from the get go. Mm-hmm. These guys are bought in. They're coming in and they're coming here to win. They're not coming here because they got and they got a chip on their shoulder, and that's why they're going to win. They're coming here because they know because they want to compete, and they want to win they, championships. They know that there's some talent on mm-hmm. this roster. Yep, and they they want to win the conference championship. They want to get into a New Year's Six bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sky's the limit for this roster. Absolutely. I mean, I don't see I don't see more than seven or eight wins on this for for this season. For right, this season, but next season I'm looking ten. 11 wins regular season. And and this this season will really determine to me the outlook for next season. Next season is really the, the season I think that we will actually be able to put ourselves back on the map. Right. Um yeah. this year is all about competing, winning games that we should win, Learn, beating teams that we how, should beat, win. and then learning how to compete and keep it close with the Cincinnati's, the Memphis's, the the top tier teams of our of our conference. I think that's what this season will really be about for Houston. Because like you said, this is his first true class this year. So, yeah, I mean, this is this time is going to be – this year is going to be an interesting year. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> like I said, I think Mason Garcia, when he comes in, he will – he'll redshirt his first year. And then his second year, I have a feeling he's going to go – and he'll he'll probably be the number two quarterback behind Holden Aylers, mm-hmm. right? Holden, um, I mean, he he hasn't redshirted. He he doesn't he hasn't redshirted yet. So I mean, there's, I don't see the likelihood of him staying five years. I don't either. So there, there's no there's no real opportunity for that. He's going to be four and done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can see he'll he'll probably I could see him getting. Drafted as long as his skill continues to increase, improve exactly. I mean, he he he's got the skill. He's he's that he's that left-handed quarterback. He, I mean, man, he reminds me a lot of Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've heard that comparison before, right? But watching him play, his mobility, mm-hmm. and just being able to hit his targets, right? He, he's got that. He's got that skill. Now, thinking about it, this this recruiting class that we've brought in this year, think about it, we've got three quarterbacks on the that are coming in. So that I mean that is going to be a that's quite a bit, man. And and we're not we're not we're not going to keep all these quarterbacks. No, there's, no. there's just no way. Um, <laughs> you know, you can only have one start. So I mean, we're, we're just not going to keep, especially if they're as talented as 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 they say they are. So, um. But I agree with you on Houghton. I mean, the lights on. I, I, I see. I, I see the switch. Um, but it's winning time now. You know, he's he's got to he's got to win. He's got to be a winner, um, especially if he's someone who wants to be drafted. And I think I think he's good enough to be drafted. Um, but it is winning time, 
Um, it's time to it's time to close the deal. It's time to it's time to compete. Um, and I'm and and I'm excited. And I'm excited for Garcia. Um, haven't seen too too much on him, but what, from what I have seen, um, he is every bit of the four star that they that they are giving him. So really excited for this upcoming football season. Yeah. So we're we're talking ECU um, fourth in the conference um, as according to twenty four seven Sports. Um, for for this recruiting class, the 2020 recruiting class in football, 70th, 70th overall. Um, I, I think I think this is a, a program that is ready to turn the corner um, and ready to put ECU back on back on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and when that day comes, where all of us in and around Pirate Nation are going to be be super excited. It's going to be a sight for sore eyes. Um, we're, we're going to be ready. We're going to be happy to happy to be back. <clears throat> and that, and guys, I, I'm sorry if I if I keep coughing or or clearing my throat. Got a tickle in his throat. I, I promise <laughs> I do not have the coronavirus. But me and Artie, we are practicing social distancing. We're we're sitting at least a couple feet away from each other. <laughs> so don't worry if I have the coronavirus. Artie's not going to get it. At least hopefully he at least won't. at least we'll hope. So. Um, so yeah, well, Artie, um, we, we've gone about 45, 49 minutes. Uh, honestly, more than I thought we were going to be able to talk and be yeah, honest with you, and, Con- considering the circumstances that we, that we are under I mean, second yeah. week doing a podcast man. and we get hit with coronavirus. That, and so I, I texted Artie when they, when they canceled the rest of the season and everything like that, I, I said, yo, Artie. What what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Yep. What are we gonna talk about? And he was like, I don't know, man. Maybe we take a week off. And, and but after after talking about it, Artie and I decided this is this is something we're doing. We're gonna <laughs> I go. Wish we, I wish we had that Bill Belichick soundbite uh, right now. No days off. <laughs> no days off. This is something we're doing. We're making sure we're bringing you content, constant content mm-hmm. every week, week in, week out. Um, it's something that we want to do, something we're happy to be doing. So please like, share, subscribe, follow us. Absolutely. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Boneyard Podcast. Once again, that is Boneyard Podcast. Um, B-O-N-E-Y-A-R-D Podcast. So yeah, follow us on Twitter. Um, we're going to get an Instagram up soon. Absolutely. Um, Follow us on Spotify. We're we're working we're working to get everything else up back on back to Apple and mm-hmm. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. We're, we're, Every streaming service we, we, can, work, we can think we are, of. We are working to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it takes a little bit longer than others. Um, so I've been I've been refreshing every day this week. <laughs> Said, man, are, are are we on Apple yet? Are we on Apple yet, guys? We're we're gonna get there. I promise. Um, for now, we're on Spotify. We're also on Anchor. We're hosted by Anchor, so um, if you want to listen to, to us there, you can find us there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like us, share us, get leave us a review. Um, all of that is greatly appreciated. We're we're excited to be doing this again um, this week. Um, yeah, we we know we went off on a tangent about yeah. the coronavirus, but I, I feel like it was which we had to. I mean, what it, else were we going to talk about? What else? What <laughs> we else had to is talk there about coronavirus to talk this week. About. Exactly. And its impact on, you know, not just ECU, but 
you know, sports in general. So yeah, and uh, I think it's gonna give us some time to kind of reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe over the next couple of weeks we'll we'll go in and do a um, review of some of the recruits. Do start doing some recruiting class stuff. Um, maybe look at some great moments in ECU, ECU history. history. Yeah, I, I saw Stephen Igo was doing that. I, I promised Igo I won't. We won't pick the same ones. Um, there'll probably be events that happen during the time that me and Artie were in school, which we had quite a bit. Which yeah, there were quite a bit. Um, my favorite, my go-to. Everybody would probably say, "Oh, it's it's probably one of those." Football games, the seventy to forty-one football game against Carolina. That's obviously my favorite. That's your favorite. That's not my favorite yeah, yeah, from, that's, from that's, our that's time my at favorite. ECU. That's not my favorite. So stay tuned. I'll, I'll, I'll tell y'all what my favorite <laughs> is when we get to that point. We're gonna come up. We're gonna try to put some things together. Um, me and Artie, we're gonna try to brainstorm over the next couple. Absolutely, weeks. get together. We're we're gonna have a much better third show. <laughs> I can promise you that. We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna put some stuff together and. Really like try and try mm-hmm. to to put this podcast on for y'all week in week out and uh, really continue to grow this thing because we're 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 proud to be doing this we're excited for this I know we've said that every week please once again like us share mm-hmm. us follow us on social media on Spotify um, and one, once we're up on Apple once we're up on our other platforms. We will let you know via Twitter. Um, so, yeah, check us out there. Once again, Boneyard Podcast, at Boneyard Podcast. You can tweet us. You can DM us. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, let us know there. Artie, do you have anything else to say? Um, stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, Wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Wash your hands. Cover your face. Don't touch your face. Because in all seriousness, I mean, this thing really is spreading and it's spreading fast. Um, you know, it, the younger people really don't have to be too, too worried about it. But, you know, a lot of the older folks and the children um, can catch it and get really, really sick from it. Um, so stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, educate yourself on this thing. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's episode two of the Boneyard Podcast. Once again, I'm Jared. I'm Artemis. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again, y'all. Thanks again, y'all.